Hello and welcome to episode 155 of the Startcast, Press South Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I'm your host, June Roxburn. I'm joined today by my fellow gamer, James. Yeah, hello. <laughs> Just a two-man show today. It's going to be a nice casual, casual cast, as, uh, as I like to think of them. How have you been, James? It's rare that we get the opportunity just to talk, you and I. Yeah, it is. And it's always such a delight. Um, <laughs> so, no, Thanks, I'm, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm good. I'm playing stuff I can't talk about at all. Which, yeah. Yeah, me which, too. <laughs> yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that'll be a. We've, we've yeah. Got, yeah, it's that kind of year, that time of year, I guess, right? Where yeah, like, everything like, is. Um, I was thinking, out, like, maybe, so. maybe this will be up by the time, like, you know, I can talk about it, but no, it won't. So, yeah, um, um, games are great. What? Yes, oh, well, <laughs> I did. Like, obviously, the last thing I played was Transference, which was uh-huh. um, Ubisoft's like, I guess, big VR game for the year. Yeah, um, this kind of came out rather unceremoniously. I didn't like. Do there you wasn't much sort of fanfare about it upon release? No, yeah. I didn't really see. I mean, obviously, I besides actually, your review going off. Yeah, I, I actually had it pre-ordered on disc. Um, oh right. And I got an email the other day or a text to say, hey, it's not coming out on disc anymore. And then I got a message from Shannon saying, hey, do you want to review it? And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, sure. Okay. Um, so the, they had intended to do a physical release, but that got shelved. Well, I don't so know if that was just like year? EB stuffing up or what happened. But like usually they oh, don't okay. put stuff up unless they've got an inkling, you know? Um, yeah. But yeah, um, they demoed it. Like I remember Brody played it when he went away for that VR event and even uh-huh. maybe at Gamescom. Like, so... Yeah. Who knows? Um, so, what what did you make of the game? So. So. <laughs> oh, strap yourselves um, in. <laughs> no. Um, so, it's like... I think it was a little bit... It, it thought more of itself than it was. If that make, Is that pretentious? Is that what the word I'm looking for is? Uh, maybe. Um, <laughs> like... What's the... No, so like, I, I just remember when they announced it, they were like, yeah, like Elijah Wood's producing it and it's going to like merge like film with video game. And you're just like, wow, like, yeah, this crazy, it's revolutionary, crazy different kind of thing. And then you play it and you're like, this is like, like a mix of every walking simulator I've ever played. And I don't use that term in a negative way. It's just the easiest way to describe it. Sure. Because um, I have nothing against those games. <laughs> um <laughs> But, like, it's just like everything else. Just it's a little bit more sci-fi-y because it's obviously about digitizing people's minds. Yeah. And, like, you going into them to discover this story. And it just, like, it's all over in, like, two hours. It's $40. um, And it's just, like, I don't know. It doesn't sound particularly memorable. It kind of sounds like you're just kind of... Yeah, like, I just can't think of anything in that game that I will remember in, like, a few years' time. Yeah, okay. Whereas I think I've spoken about, like, Edith Finch before as an example. Yeah. Like, there's some really big key moments in that game I don't think I'll ever forget. Uh-oh. Um Which is disappointing because, like, this concept and the idea uh, has such big potential and especially, like, using VR as a platform, it's something you can't really do mm-hmm. anywhere else. Like, mm-hmm. you can't... But then it just played, like... Even, like, do you remember Here We Lie? The one that uh, came yes. out... It just feels like that, but like a bit snazzier. And the, but I don't know. I right. just like it wasn't bad. It's just been done before with VR. I feel right. Okay. You and I'm feel wondering like contributed anything if, new. Yeah, like I'm wondering if maybe it was meant to come out a little bit earlier, and that's why they kind of just shoved it out. They're like, okay, let's just quickly get it over and done with. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
It's a bit disappointing to hear because it definitely kind of gave that sort of experimental vibe, the the sort of appearance that it was was going to do something radically sort of different. Um, yeah, and I, I just say that knowing full where that I just said that it just kind of kind of came out without without much fun. Yeah, about it. and like um, even people are like oh I just can't wait to talk about the story, but like I just there's this fine line, especially in movies where. They don't give you anything to the point where you, you know, you'll talk about it or theorize with it outside of the movie or the game. But yeah, I just feel like this kind of gets the balance wrong. Like, okay, I just feel like they've purposely given you nothing, <laughs> and at oh, the end okay. of the day, it's so, nothing. Do you know what I mean? Like you, yeah, like there's just yeah. not like maybe that's the point. <laughs> yeah, like, and, you know when you buy know. like that stupid self help book, The Secret, and all the pages are blank, and you're meant to yeah. make your own power <laughs> yeah 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 and I, I that was a similar sort of trap i think i not necessarily trap but the, sa- the same sort of difficulty i had with um with firewatch um because i played through that game a couple of times in an effort to try and understand its story um and subsequently i found like i un- kind of uncovered this kind of deeper deeper meaning to it um this kind of you know, the symbolism and all of it and everything like that where, but then I was like, and well, am I just reading too much into it? Am I sort of making up for it's kind of lack of but any even, kind of concrete story to, uh, am I like just kind of making it up? <laughs> yeah. Like I know what you mean, but then with Firewatch, I feel like with Firewatch, like I still remember what that game is about and, yeah. and how it kind of misdirects you. And, uh-huh. um, like the first time you find equipment in the forest and stuff, like, I just think, there's so much of that game I remember. Yeah, <laughs> and, okay. um like I guess the vibe it's going for. And at the end of it there I can tell you what that game is about. Yeah. Um yeah. whereas with transference, like it, it's more like this is about this, but like it you have to kind of think make it all up your, you really do have to make it up yourself, I feel. Right. And that's why I didn't like it. How spooky know. is it? Um yeah, it that's looks the one thing. Terrifying. I, that's, yeah, so that's the one thing I really liked about it is from the moment you step into it. Like, if, uh-huh. I, I really recommend doing it in VR if you can. Yeah. Um, it's super atmospheric, like super tense. Uh, you, you just feel it, like you just feel tense all the time. Yeah. There's three really dumb jump scares I remember that I hate. Right. I just hate jump scares. Just something they're clever. Yeah. Um, I've you know, just not good. But yeah. Um, just the the atmosphere and the tone is very foreboding and very, just very creepy and stuff. And that definitely makes it. It actually extended it for me a little bit, like I because I had to take more regular breaks because you know it's just so emotionally like intense, like yeah, a round yeah. of what the wiki. But like, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't like it, it's like I I would call it like a thriller more than a horror. Okay, if that make yeah. helps a bit, yeah. Because some people yeah, I totally. think might avoid it because. They don't want to play something like Resident Evil 7, but, like, it's not like that. It's yeah. just, it's a lot of, like, anticipation and tension rather than, like, like whoa, like, kind of scares. And I assume... Not, there's no gore I or anything. It's just, okay. it's all psychological, so... Yeah, okay. I kind of I kind of like a good psychological thriller. You're kind of winning me back over. You also don't need um, VR. Also, I should yeah, probably mention... That that is that is nice. I didn't really. I assumed. It, I mean, it's kind of designed primarily for the use of the. VR. I can't imagine it without it personally. Okay. Okay. Um, but you can play it without it. I think okay. if you're going to do no VR, definitely at least have a headset on or something. Um, yeah. But yeah. I've uh, I'm I've been looking for an excuse to dig out my my VR headset again. So and maybe I just this think is uh, maybe is this just... the one. 
Like I don't like to go on about price too much, but I just think forty mm. bucks is just a little bit too much. Okay, I don't know. I think it's fair. I assume being as big a Resident Evil fan as you are, that you're a reasonable kind of horror fan. Yeah, um, I kind of fell out of love with the genre since Amnesia happened because a lot. I feel like a okay. lot of, especially a lot of indie games, just have have been these kind of like Followed first that person same sort of formula. Yeah, like first person games where there's no combat. And you've got to hide. Like, there's just nothing to yep. them. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But yeah. obviously, like, with Evil Within and Resident Evil 7, like, the bigger budget horror. Even games like Soma. Mm-hmm. I don't mind Soma. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, I like I'm back on the wagon, I guess. Okay. Does I that extend like to films get as well? Those, you just can't get those emotions anywhere else. Yeah. I, ho- <laughs> I hope. I don't know what your life is like, but I hope no one... <laughs> Gets the same feeling as they're playing Resident Evil Seven or Evil Within as they do in real life, but yeah, yeah, because yeah. people always says like, James, you're so like fucked up. Like, how do you enjoy this? And I'm like, it's great. Horror it's just... was something I I definitely had to learn to love, and I feel like everyone kind of has a different sort of gateway drug into the horror genre. Um, for me, it was kind of like a very gradual sort of progression of kind of starting in the sort of comedy horror genre. Um, yeah, films like yeah. Shaun of Dead, Shaun of the Dead, and Cabin in the Woods, like two that spring to mind, that sort of play off horror tropes in in telling a humorous story. So it's kind of like you know, sugarcoating um, the horror genre, I suppose. Um, and then from there, I started kind of getting into like the really sort of dumb horror, kind of like stuff like Paranormal Activity. I became a big fan of um, yeah, the Conjuring like, sort of films, those like kind of things. Su- there's such like. Technically, they're just such terrible movies, but like they're just so enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, I think. I, I mean, I think some of the paranormal activity films, some of them are really bad. In fairness, especially some of the recent ones. Um, but there are a couple that I think are, are really quite good. Um, I think the first and the third. Yeah, I was literally about to say the first and the third. Are, like genuinely scary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The third especially does some some really clever kind of stuff that really got to me. Um, have you, I was going to ask though? Have you seen um, Hereditary? No, not yet. Oh, I really want to see it. It is so good. I don't know if I've ever seen a film that's kind of like just kind of haunted my thoughts for every as long single person who's seen after. it has been like that. So. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I've, I've got this bad habit of like I saw Paranormal Activity at the movies, but I didn't really plan afterwards. Yeah, um, so I yes. had to come back to my empty house. Yeah, and we have like a leaky. Sh- we had a leaky shower at the time, and it like <laughs> like it turned on kind of. Um, and my room is next to the bathroom, so I just heard all this dripping, like really loud while I'm lying in bed trying to sleep and it was yeah. not, not a good time. I I do exactly the same and you've reminded me of a couple of stories now. Um, firstly, when I saw Hereditary, again, poorly planned. It was a very like a last minute sort of thing. Um, a friend of mine had wanted to go and see Avengers and like none of the timing worked out. I'm like, well, I'm kind of going really keen to see Hereditary. Like, do you mind if we go and see that? So we did and we just kind of like walked to our local cinema. Um, so of course it kicks out. It was like a 9.30 showing. It kicks out at midnight uh, or whenever and it's middle of the night, pitch black. We're walking home and I there was like a low hanging tree branch that I didn't see and I was wearing a beanie at the time and it just <laughs> like pulled the beanie off the top of my head and i recoiled like so far into my body my neck was like cramped up for days that was shocking um the other one i think it was when i had watched one of the paranormal activity films i was with the same friend and i was we had watched it around at his house um and after the film ended my friend is like a bit of a joker so i knew he was gonna try and play something like, um, stand over your and bed i'm like or something yeah i'm like i'm gonna go 
to the bathroom. Don't you dare try anything to frighten me, all right? I am not, like, in the mood for that. Um, and I, so I was in the bathroom, and I, I knew full well that he was going to try something. I'd planted the seed, and he was going to try something. I expect him to, like, knock on the door or make some moaning sounds or whatever. Instead, he, he gets, like, a ruler and scrapes it down the door. And <laughs> I was mid-urination so <laughs> i just kind of like flailed piss all about his <laughs> bathroom and uh i was so angry i just opened the door i'm like fuck you i'm leaving i just walked out made him clean it all up <laughs> well uh, yeah. that was maybe a bit a bit mean i perhaps shouldn't have done that but i was pretty angry maybe someone will understand me for that um Anyhow, let's move on from stories of urine urinating while in his friend's great, bathroom. But don't Horror clean up after great. you. Clean up after yourself at your friend's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Consume horror responsibly. Um, so to jump into some news, then James, uh, we got a bit of uh, some sad news today. Uh, Telltale um, announced uh, in a press release over uh, on their Twitter that uh, they are closing down the studio, um, which unfortunately I think is going to affect the uh, the release of the rest of the the Walking Dead season that's currently on the go. Uh, I'll read you a little bit of the uh, the statement here. Uh, it says that today Telltale Games made the difficult decision to begin a major. Um, a majority studio closure following a year marked by insurmountable challenges. A majority of the company's employees were dismissed earlier this morning, with a small group of 25 employees staying on to fulfill the company's obligations to its board and partners. CEO Pete Hawley issued the following statement and said, It's been an incredibly difficult year for Telltale as we worked on the work to set the company on a new course. Unfortunately, we ran out of time trying to get there. We released some of our best content this year and received a tremendous amount of positive feedback, but ultimately that did not translate to sales. With a heavy heart, we watch our friends leave today to spread our brand of storytelling across the games industry. James, what do you think went wrong? Um, I don't really... I'm, I don't follow this... I haven't followed this story today. Um, uh-huh. But I, I'm assuming just like poor management. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's like it's really hard because like I with like a company like Telltale like I would never have thought they would be in trouble, um, mm-hmm. based on how much stuff they were announcing, but then I guess that's also you know probably writing like they're they're, they're probably announcing so much stuff because they want to drum up their interest to get people to buy their stuff <laughs> maybe to save them um, yeah because I know they had Stranger Things in the works, obviously Wolf Among Us um I'm, I swear they had other I'm stuff gutted. like more Batmany stuff. <laughs> Yeah, maybe I don't know, that, but I mean, I feel like that—that's the problem, right? Like they always just had too much on the go. It seemed like after um, the success of the first season, of The Walking Dead, they just kind of took on so many projects, um, and they were they were always kind of like juggling multiple, and there were kind of always something up in the air, and and you had think, sort of yeah. no idea when stuff was coming out and how far down the track was. I know episodes initially they got better at it, but episodes were initially quite there was some irregularity in the release, like you wouldn't there wasn't didn't stick to a constant sort of one a month kind of thing. Um I think the other thing is well um like the games were good, but they kind I feel like the formula kind of got a little bit stale yeah. towards the end. Yeah, um, and obviously, and when they're oversaturating anyway, like when they're sort of pushing out a, a season a year or whatever, like I feel like it would have benefited from sort of drumming up the anticipation a bit more and and having bigger gaps between between their games. 
Um, yeah, I, I just don't know. Like, unless I it's just more remember, kind of approach. Because I went, I went through a thing where I played, I played the first two Walking Dead's, the four hundred days or whatever expansion, and then yeah, I started Game of Thrones because I was watching the TV show at the same time, and I just stopped uh-huh. playing halfway through because I was just like, this is just too like, like to be fair, you're probably not meant to play them all back to back. But yeah. I plan to play Tales from the Borderlands as well because I've heard good things about that too. But like, I just never got around to it. Um, yeah, and I think the other thing with Telltale, which is a bit, with you've kind of learnt not to buy the season pass straight away, because um, the seasons would very regularly go on sale towards the before the whole season's even finished. Um, yeah, that, that was, was like that was the other thing. I I, f- oh. I feel like I, I enjoyed I see I, I enjoyed playing them as they were like ha- had the whole season being released. Um, I think because I was playing the first Telltale game. Sorry, the first Walking Dead season as it was released. Um, and I just kind of like grew a little impatient, I think, waiting, waiting for each episode. Um, so going forward, I was I was tending to wait for the whole season to be released. And by then, I'd sort of be off playing something else or something like that. And I would pick it up on a sale, like part of a bundle. I'm fairly sure I've got like a, a whole bunch of Telltale games um, sat in my Steam library that I bought in like various like humble bundles or stuff. On my like, Xbox, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like- yeah, it's, and it's I, crazy that Stranger Things was announced in like June, and it's now what three months later, and yeah, not happening. And especially because the like the you know the warning signs kind of came earlier this year as well. But I, I really think it was just kind of an over like an issue of oversaturation. I mean, their games for all intents and purposes were were good, like they they were consistently reviewed well. But I just don't think there was enough of a following that kind of picking up each release. I think, again, they would have a, a less is more sort of scenario with the, had they kind of spaced them out a bit more and polished them up a bit. Because, of course, there was always the engine kind of problems too, that everything was kind of always a bit stuttery and a bit slow and um, broke that immersion. Um, but, yeah, I just feel like it was kind of a bit all over the place and they would have benefited from being a bit more focused. Um they potentially sort of like tried to grow and expand their scope too too quickly, perhaps. But um, it's obviously terrible, terrible news. Um, I was really upset to to hear it because I've uh, I've enjoyed Telltale Games, The Wolf Among Us. Um, I was especially looking forward to to so to think that that that's not happening anymore is uh, is pretty upsetting. Um, but I suspect it's, it's, you know they'll all yeah, move like, on and and find jobs elsewhere. Obviously, there's a lot of talent at the studio. Oh. Between like this and um, like Capcom also announced that they're like Vancouver Studios closed. Um, yeah. Who were the Dead Rising guys? Yeah. Like four hundred. I think I read four hundred jobs in the, the games industry lost. Wow. In, like, one week. Wow. Which is sucks. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, um, I didn't realize the number was quite that high. Well, yeah, I think Van- like Capcom Vancouver was quite a large studio, um, uh-huh. and Telltale was quite small compared to them. But like the two studios, like that's crazy. Um, but you do hear some cool, like I've heard Ubisoft has apparently hosted like a like an event where they they can go meet the team there and like kind of network easily. Um, so hopefully that is good for them, you know. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah like four hundred jobs is a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I see the the first reply on their their tweet is from um is from the Life is Strange official account, uh, saying that it's a terrible blow to the industry to to and to us fans to see you go. Um, I think that's kind of pretty indicative as well in the in their their games having inspired um 
similar sort of storytelling approaches like like we see in the, the Life of Strange games, for instance. So hopefully, um, you know, members of this team will be able to go on and, and kind of carry on in the same sort of work that they've they've inspired. But yeah, it's uh, it's always tough. It's always always hard to hear. Always hard to hear this happening. Um, we did get some some good news this week, though. Uh, that is, of course, that the uh, the PlayStation Classic Mini was announced. Uh, first up, James, what? How excited are you for this PlayStation Classic Mini? Is this something you're going to purchase? Uh, I've got one pre-ordered just in case. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, so did I. <laughs> I'm not like super sold yet. Uh, yeah, I have a way. Like, obviously, not not including my computer or anything. Like, I have a way to play my PlayStation One games on my TV yeah. with HDMI at the moment. So it's a little bit like a not more of a novelty for me. Like, not okay. a, not an you- accessibility thing. How do you do that? Like, um, like a homebrewed PS3. Okay. Yeah. Um, All right. Cool. Don't know if I'm allowed to say that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Whatever. It. But also, but I own all my discs. I should probably clarify that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um. Yeah. Like I think it's a. It's like obviously. It works for Nintendo. <laughs> um. Yeah. 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 I. Th- I think it, it's. It. It's no surprise that PlayStation are doing this, right? Um, I'm really excited about it because, you know, P- PS1 um, was my entry into video games. That's where it all started for me. Yeah. Um, so to sort of have that nostalgic trip will will be a bit of fun. Um, and I just kind of, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of all about this trend of, of re-releasing these these consoles and a shrunken down version and making that upgrade to, to today's technological standards. Yeah. Um, Hopefully, we've only we've only had five games announced for it so far, being Final Fantasy VII, Jumping Flash, uh, Ridge Racer, uh, Tekken 3, and Wild Arms. Um, sorry, that's uh, R4 Ridge Racer Type 4. I should be I should specify that. Um, but I, I hope that the, the games that they do include on it um, maybe does kind of span to others that haven't really been previously available and, and to try and kind of make them more easily accessible today. Uh, what do you make of the games that have been announced, James? And, and what other games can you see them announcing? So, so okay, um, all right. Final Fantasy Seven. They could not put a Final Fantasy game on there. Yeah, I reckon. Um, do Tekken, you think Seven's a weird choice though? Just like, what I feel do you like reckon? Seven... They should. No, I no way. Seven's the one that like. I mean, I can't stand it. It's never been my favorite. <laughs> um, but like. Seven's the one that everybody got into. Like, it's yeah, the first I, 3D one. Probably the first, like, I'm assuming the first triple disc game. Um, it's just got so many, like, n- so much nostalgia attached to it. Um, I, I get that, but this... What do I you reckon like, they should have done? Well, I just feel like Seven is is so easily available elsewhere, right? And then they've got the remake that's supposedly in the works, too. I just oh, feel mate, like... It's never coming out. It's a bit... <laughs> like, Maybe not, but like I just feel like it's a bit too much seven. I I don't know if I would have preferred. I, like, look, I agree with you, but the thing with these consoles is you've got to remember it's not just us buying them. It's yeah. people who played PlayStation One back in the day and probably yeah. haven't played anything since. Good point. Um, and I suppose so it's like, kind of important for it to be like a representative package of like what the what games were special on that PlayStation, not yeah, having just something obscure for the same. And it's like it's not the people who would have bought Final Fantasy Seven on their PS4 or switch you know yeah yeah coming to switch um yeah, i can't even remember ridge racer 100 percent. i agree uh-huh. um, i don't know if that's gonna like 
kind of step on the toes of Gran Turismo because I'm sure there's going to be a Gran Turismo. Yeah. Um, I think Gran Turismo is the top-selling game on PS1. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, and then, what was the other one? Jumping Flash. It has flash. crazy numbers, by the way. I was doing some research. Like 10 this. mil? Like, yeah, it was astronomical. I'm trying to pull it up. Um, oh, okay, don't I don't have the... It, it was the highest selling, but I don't have the exact number. But I'd, it's also the highest reviewed racing game ever. Did you know that? <laughs> it I has mean, a like, 96 on Metacritic. Yeah, but I don't know if that... Does Metacritic count or back game then? Ranking. Uh, true. Game like, ranking, I, don't I think, know. was, though. But, like... Right. Um, yeah, supposedly... I know Shannon if is you're like into your trivia. weirdly defensive of Gran Turismo, so I'm not going to go in on it too much, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. I think, yeah, Ridge Racer and Gran Turismo, I think we'll both definitely be on it. Um, what yeah. was the other? Jumping Flash. I just yeah. don't know what this is. Steven was like, oh, don't make fun of Jumping Flash. And I'm like, well, I am. It's, <laughs> it's like a first person platformer from like, the, is it the 90s? Like, no, it just doesn't. Just the, yeah. the idea of it is a, has aged. Um, yeah. That's the, the, I reckon that's I the most that's like, the, what? I, I th- yeah, I think that's the one that stands out to me as well. It's going, okay, this doesn't really make much sense to me either. But mm. it's, it's good. I, I, I like, you know, I appreciate that they're trying to make an effort to have a diverse mix of games in there as well. Like, you don't want them to all be kind of action RPGs. Um, so... Uh, or, yeah, or 3D know. mascot platformers. <laughs> so uh, it's, it's just interesting, I think, with PlayStation especially. Um, a lot of the great games on PlayStation weren't necessarily mm. Sony's games. Mm. Whereas with the NES and the SNES, it was mainly Nintendo, so a lot of the licensing and stuff wouldn't be an issue for them then. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they, they navigate that here. Yeah, Um even the Nintendo 64, like, if that were to be a mini now, like, there would be issues there, I think, because a lot of the great games aren't Nintendos. Um, yeah. I think they've obviously... They've got Square on board. Like, Square will port the games to anything, though. So, like, <laughs> it's not really uh-huh. much of a surprise. Um, yeah. I think so far they've got a good a good few games, but they really... I don't understand why they've staggered this the announcements. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Yeah, because the the only other thing that I like, there's nothing else we don't really know about the console other than the remaining fifteen games, right? Like, unless yeah, the, not, they're still trying to secure the. But that's uh, very you know, late to yeah, do that. Maybe I don't know. Um, there's a uh, like I I did think maybe like for example, let's just say Capcom's like we don't want you to announce Resident Evil in the same breath as Final Fantasy because Final Fantasy will take all of that that yeah. steam maybe that's an issue like a licensing weird licensing thing yeah um yeah what what other games can you see going to it what would be your picks i don't know Tough like i would have said crash and spyro but obviously but then you're like but then like like i said before they do serve different markets maybe they will just put crash and spyro on them maybe I f- like and then what's what, it would like, it would feel weird to have like a PlayStation One classic without having Crash and Spire on it, right? Like at least some I think, sort of presence. But I think Tomb Raider has to. Yeah, I would agree like, with that. That's Square Enix as well, technically now. Uh-huh. Um, and that's that's like one of the first big three D games. Like I don't know, if it, it plays pretty dreadfully though now. So I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Yeah. Um. Parappa the Rapper was uh-huh. pretty big. Like, I'm just thinking of all the games that when I didn't have a PlayStation, I remember seeing ads for, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. And they're the games, I guess, that people are nostalgic for. I reckon Driver, potentially. Uh-huh. 
I think driver. So we, we did we did put together a list um, over on, on the site. You can see we've got an article: fifteen games that need to be on the PlayStation Classic. Um, so the team sort of like kind of brainstormed a few. Uh, Tomb Raider and Parappa Rappa were definitely on that list. We also had Metal Gear Solid, um, which I think makes a lot of sense. But again, like I suppose licensing might be a struggle there. Um, Resident Evil. I'm sure we would see that on the the console too. You reckon, James? I think a Resident Evil game for sure. Yeah. Do you think, think Resident Evil specifically, or one of the later ones? Yeah. Because it's hard, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Because <laughs> yeah. Resident Evil One, like, is not the best now. I feel, and Resident uh-huh. Evil Two, like, is the best. But the remake comes out in Jan, like. Yeah. So yeah. Capcom, but then Capcom wouldn't put three on there, so it must be like the first game, maybe. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I think I I've have a really weird sneaking suspicion. Any double disc games are out. Oh no, no, no that's not even true because Final Fantasy's three discs. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, um, what about Castlevania Symphony of the Night? That's got to be on there, surely. Yeah, I don't know if that's. I think that's like an internet pick, not a general public pick. If you You're get my drift, okay. Like I think okay. when you talk about PlayStation One, I don't think a lot of people like Castlevania as much as the other games we've spoken about. Yeah, yeah. That's just my uh, personal opinion, but, like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, we also kind of set off a big argument as well by uh, discussing Ape Escape, because um, Ape Escape obviously came out with the um, the dual analog controller, um, and it was the, the first game to be man- like ha- mandatory to have that controller. Um, but Shannon was adamant that the PSP version had a workaround for that and that they would be able to port it with different controls. Um, Because obviously the the classic just has the the D-pad. It doesn't have either analytics. Shannon's just desperate. (laughs) He's just desperate. He he does not stop talking about Ape Escape. He has a a problem. Um, So that one remains to be seen. We also had Twisted Metal 2 on this list, Medieval, um, Tony Hawk Pro Pro Skater, um, which might be extra difficult with the music licensing. That's like another sort of spanner in the works there. Um, also had Wipeout, Silent Hill, Grand Theft Auto, Siphon Filter, Gran Turismo we mentioned, and I think Siphon on that list too. Filter is a lock-in. Yeah, like it's a full Sony franchise. Uh huh. I feel like everybody made by one of their sort of premier um, first-party yeah. studios as well. Yeah, I think that Formally. that will happen. Yeah, um, I think <laughs> I know you're not excited for Days Gone in no, <laughs> one bit, not at all. Um, cool borders. I just thought about that. That used to be pretty big, okay. didn't it? Do you, I don't remember, I, it, but that's not one I've have an affinity with. Yeah, I don't know. It, I guess it depends on which publishers are on board. It's just we can sit here and talk about games for ages, really. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I wonder if like they'll prioritize multiplayer games as well. Although now that I've yeah. said that, not most of them are. Does it? Do, like you mean like um. Because it has the two controllers, right? So like, uh, yeah, it comes with two. So I'm assuming they yeah. would want to, you know, make use make most of that. So yeah, yeah. Because they've not they've not added any internet connectivity to this, this which uh, is no, a shame. No, there's like I a mystery like the hatch that... at the back. Have you oh, seen is there it? Really? Or do I? I haven't looked into it, but like at the back on the left, there's like a little. Oh, I missed that. Like a weird little hatch. I don't know if it's for batteries or something. I don't know. Right. Um, maybe they do have more to announce. Though. Maybe there's like an expand. You can plug expansions into it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know. uh, well, yeah. There's there's a sort of an idea of what sort of games we might might fancy on it. Um, I I'll just be happy if we get 
some of the 3D mascot sort of platformers that I grew up playing. Um, Croc wasn't one of them. I played a bit of Gex. I'd love to see a Gex game make a resurgence because those games are just silly. Um, um, and, yeah, I, I don't know if I want, like, Crash or Spyro to be on there in place of another game because I feel like we're going to get our Crash and Spyro fix. But it, you're right in that it would feel a little odd not to have them on there considering how how important they were to that generation but we'll just I have to wait and see i guess yeah there's even with like like with gex i don't know who owns that now uh like, no i need to look into it it's funny because it's developed by the tomb raider guys now <laughs> crystal dynamics y- yeah uh yeah it's crystal dynamics right yeah Was yeah cr- definitely I, yeah um, that's that's wild <laughs> yeah it's um, it's funny, like, these... I kind of very much consider myself to have sort of grown up with, with some game developers. Um, like, Naughty Dog are one of them, obviously, because I sort of... I played Crash as a kid, and then I played uh, Jack on the PS2, and then went on to Uncharted and, and Last of Us. And I feel like their games matured at more or less the same sort of rate that I was maturing. Um, I think Insomniac are, like, kind of another one as well, having... Uh, done um, like the Spyro games and now uh, obviously Spider-Man um, and uh, uh, I played the Ratchet the, wait what was I saying what was the other game um, oh, I'm getting them all confused Gex wait I'm... Uh, no 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 so Spyro Spyro Ratchet and Clank I played and then uh, and then obviously yeah like Spider-Man and I never played Resistance weirdly so that's where that that kind of falls apart for me um, and then, yeah, Crystal Dynamics, I played Gex, and now I'm playing Shadow of the Tomb Raider right now, and I'm <laughs> loving that. So, you know, it's, it's kind of cool to think I've grown up as these <laughs> these developers has kind of matured the games. Um, but yeah, super excited for that. That's out uh, December 3rd. I believe pre-orders are still available. I've not actually checked today, but they were still you up can, for a solid 24 hours after know, they initially posted. I haven't seen what JB's doing, but in the store at EB, you can get them now. Oh, okay. Like they kind of opened it up uh, to not being online only. I think they weren't sure how many they were getting or something, you know. Yeah. Well, I assume the allocation for this has got to be reasonably big, right? This is obviously going to be like a big Christmas item. Um, yeah, but they did say in the press release a limited amount will be first available. Like, they literally said that. So, yeah. I don't know, but I think we'll see. I wonder if... I, I don't know. I, I feel like Nintendo are definitely guilty of kind of like drumming up that sort of artificial demand and, and getting people to put those pre-orders in. I guess with Nintendo, they, they it was very much that they were limited initially. Um, obviously, you can just go and walk into a store and pick them up now. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how much of it's just kind of like marketing tactics of, um, you know, these will sell out, get onto them quick, make sure you get those pre-orders in. But, uh yeah, if you fancy one, I think uh, I think you can still still get one booked in uh, pretty comfortably. Um, making the way for it as well is sadly looking like uh, the PlayStation Vita is stepping off the uh, the PlayStation roster. Uh, I don't know if you you caught this, uh, James, but uh, they confirmed at TGS, uh, at least uh, Sony's Interactive Entertainment senior vice president did, uh, saying that PS Vita production will be ending in Japan in 2019. So it's it's not it's not officially dead yet. It's got another year to its name, I suppose. Um, but it's not <laughs> like the death bells are ringing uh did you ever have much of a an, an affinity with the the vita james no not <sighs> at You're all. part of the problem no <laughs> i wasn't i bought one <laughs> okay okay all right Played the the assassin's creed game on it <laughs> yeah <laughs> and nothing else came out like uncharted was kind of cool i guess um uh-huh. 
And then at some point I was like, you know what? I'm done. And then I think that was the same point that Sony decided they were done. Yeah. And <laughs> the rest was history. I just traded yeah. it. Yeah. What do you I, what do you I've, think the problem with it was? Um I was just thinking, by the way, I think I traded it towards a Wii U, which is kind of weird and ironic. <laughs> but, but, um, um, but I, I don't know. I just remember, like, I just didn't have games on it that I wanted to play. And yeah. then every game that would come out, I would buy it and be like, this is the game. And it wouldn't be. Like, Unit 13, I remember thinking, wow, like, cool first oh, person geez. shooter. And then that yeah. was shit. And then, like, yeah. Black Ops Declassified or whatever. And I was like, oh, cool, like a COD. Like, I don't really play COD that much, but I imagine a portable, like, one would be cool. And then that was shit. I just yeah. don't feel like the games utilised the hardware well enough. Yeah. Or, I, they, I, or they underestimated it. Because a lot of the games were chapter-based and stuff. And I was just like, this is so sh- shit. Like, yeah. Even Assassin's Creed was, was good, but then they just ported it to everything else anyway. Um, yeah, yeah. But that was one game that I really enjoyed, you know? I think that was that was definitely like part of the problem. Um, I think it was like we had uh, that COD game come out and uh, the Resistance game come out and both were just awful. Uh, and so to have like these two kind of exclusive kind of games, I guess, although obviously, you know, COD's not exclusive. Um, these kind of coming out on the system and just failing miserably um, really sort of discouraged people and they didn't sell well as a result. And obviously uh, that made other other developers reluctant to try and do the same. Um, but I, you know, I had some great experience on my Vita. Like you mentioned the Uncharted game on there. I thought that was fantastic. Um, Killzone Mercenary like was ones. also amazing. I feel like Killzone Mercenary was the closest we ever got to what the original promise of the Vita was, which was like this idea of console quality game and a handheld, um, which obviously now the the switch kind of delivers on, delivers on, um, but like Cosmo Mercenary was fantastic. Little Big Planet on the Vita, we had that appear in a What the Wiki you know, What the Wiki round not too long ago, um, was brilliant on it too. Um, but really, this like the Vita for me became my like indie machine. It's where I loaded up all my my indie games and and would sort of play them as I was traveling about. Um, I loved Guacamelee on it. Um, obviously, Drinkbox kind of brought that to the Vita and, and then supported it again with Severed, which was another fantastic game. Um, but, uh, yeah, I played I played through tons of stuff like that. And then, like, I played PS1 games on it, too. That's where I played Symphony of the Night. Um, yeah, I got a lot, of, a lot of use out of my Vita. I loved it. But uh, you're right in that the games were part of the problem. Sony just kind of didn't support it as well as they could. Um, the proprietary memory too was awful. Like I think, yeah, the launch model especially, which was one that I had. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just remember, okay, here you go, but you need to also buy this memory card because it won't work without one. And then that was quite expensive. For it, for, for a reasonable amount of memory, it was little, like another hundred dollars. So yeah, like for poor student James, like that was not uh-huh. not that hurt a little a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then yeah, I don't the games. I don't know. I just. Don't remember loving it as much. And yeah. all of the stuff that I Did played on it, I would get on my PS. See, this is the thing, right? Like, I... So, for, like, for example, Final Fantasy X, like, the the remaster, like, why would I uh-huh. get that on my Vita when I could just get it on my PS3? I guess the yeah. portability was there, but the cross... I don't think you could... I don't think all the games, you know, you would buy them once. You'd have to buy them both times. For, yeah. For a lot of Sony games, you could buy one and it works on both, but, like, I don't think, like, Final Fantasy did. Yeah, 
I mean, I get, I get that argument. I feel like you can make that with any kind of handheld, though. Um, like, why uh, would you get Smash not, Bros. on the 3DS when you could just play it on yeah, the, but that's the, the Wii? Yeah, but that's... that. Yeah, I agree with that. Because <laughs> um, I think that's shit, too. Yeah. Um, especially when, like, you know... Well, I'm going on a tangent. But, like, I don't know. I just didn't... Just, and then the games they announced that I really wanted, like, Bioshock and Resident Evil never came out. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder what the story behind that Bioshock game is. I would love to know what sort of conversations were had, and at one point they decided it just wasn't going to happen, and like how far along with the port that they got, or I just you know, whether or Resident not it was meant to be a port, or if Resident was a- Evil was PSP, not Vita, <laughs> but that still didn't come out. So. Yeah, yeah. No, the, um, the Bioshock one, I was thinking, like, yeah, what was the what was the story behind that? I don't know. It's a shame. Do you think you'll we'll ever see another portable console from Sony? Um. Well, they've messed third times lucky. <laughs> like <laughs> the PSP did ridiculously well. Did it? Yeah, didn't it? I don't. I don't think I it did. the PSP was very popular. No, 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 I don't know. In Japan, really. it certainly was. Yeah, but so is the Vita. Like, I don't. Yeah, fair point. Whereas the 3DS was a global success. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't I know. Don't... I would, I would like to think that someone could kind of like match Nintendo and and kind yeah, of compete in the portable space. But... It'll be interesting to see. I think the thing with the switches is that it's effortlessly both. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, you buy one game and then you can use it on your console whichever way you want. Yeah. Um, uh, it'll be interesting to see if like with the next set of consoles, like if that kind of design philosophy will, like, leak into, like, say, Microsoft or Sony's kind of design. Yeah. Um, because it's it's a very real thing. Like, Tomb Raider, I'm playing that. I was playing that. Um, and I was just so annoyed that I just couldn't take it to work with me <laughs> on my lunch break and keep yeah. playing it. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. it's so strange, like, how it kind of changes how you feel about your home consoles. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I feel like that's why that's why so many people are getting so much use out of their their Switch at the moment and playing that over over other consoles because they just can can take their games with them wherever they go. Um, Sony's like had the same like like their first party output on PS4 is like phenomenal. Uh-huh. Like if they had that same commitment to the Vita, I'm sure it would have done well, but they just didn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a shame. It's a shame. I'm pretty down and out about it. I hope I love the Vita and I obviously love uh, love the PlayStation platform. So I hope they would uh, continue to exist in a handheld space, but. I'm not optimistic that they will, and certainly not in the immediate future. So rest in peace, the PlayStation Vita. Um, yes, but with see that, ya. Yeah, with we'll that, bury we, it with Stephen. Bury it with Stephen. Poor Stephen. What did Stephen <laughs> ever do to you, James? He kept telling me to get a Vita, and I was, and I was like, <laughs> I've had one. And then Move he was on. like, get a Wii U. And you're like, damn it, Jay. Damn it, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, obviously, just being the two of us today, uh, we're not going to be doing a round of what the wiki bit bit tough without the compet the uh, competition there. Um, so, with that, we're going to bring an end to what was episode one hundred and fifty five of the Startcast. You can subscribe to us on Podcast One, iTunes, or any other podcast service of your choice. Follow us at press.au and visit the site, of course, at press.com.au. Uh, we've been joined today by James. Yes, I am on Twitter as always. So it's at jams a t j a m z. Hit me uh, up with your favourite Vita game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We can all reminisce together. Uh, and I've been your host, Ewan Roxburgh. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Ewan underscore Roxburgh. Uh, until next time, happy gaming. Bye. Bye.